Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, and welcome back once again. And before we begin today, I'd like to share with you um, or ask you for one quick favor that really does help me out and helps a lot of other parents out. If you could go on to whatever platform you're listening to, iTunes, and give my podcast, hopefully a five-star review, it really does make a difference in others who are in need finding this. And I do put a lot of time and energy into giving this free podcast out with Hopefully valuable information for you is always my goal. So if you could do that one quick favor for me, that would be really, really helpful and share it with anybody, especially social media, anywhere that you know that uh, others could uh, could hear from you and understand uh, that this exists for them and it could be helpful. Uh, so I appreciate you doing that and taking the time as well to help me to help other families in need. And today's episode, I think, will be very, very helpful for you this is about dangerous household toxins. And this is something that I know most people are really unaware of how many toxins are in and around your home on a daily basis. And it it may be just unassuming. We think that, you know, we've gotten things pretty clean or we don't really think about 
what kind of chemicals we're using in the home or know what's toxic. It's not that you're not a committed parent or trying. It's not your fault. It's simply that some people need a little bit more education on this. And so that's my goal is to always help educate because autism has many contributors, but there are specific ones among them that most people use daily. And these toxins affect the neurological systems of fetuses, the unborn child is affected by the chemicals we're exposed to. And then children also, so children and infants are at a much greater susceptibility to these toxins and this toxic insult. Many of our kids are even born with toxins that they have gotten from our body or from things that we've been exposed to while we were, uh, while we, while they were in utero with us. And our, of course, our families are the most important thing in the world to us. So we want to educate ourselves and how we can protect ourselves from them. There are many environmental toxins that we live in and around and studies, studies are coming out regularly regarding their safety or lack thereof. But most people are either unaware of the dangers or disregard the warnings rather than give up conveniences as well. Know that toxins are cumulative. Even small amounts over time build up and cause disease. So precautions can be made to detoxify the body or prevent them in the first place. And due to the nature of biology, each of us can tolerate different loads of toxins. These factors include our body's ability to detoxify, the health of DNA, repair enzymes in our bodies, amounts of toxins absorbed, the strength of our cellular enzymes, age, genetic inheritance, possible pre-existing diseases, and the number of toxins we're exposed to at different times and concurring and reoccurring times. And then of course, the overall strength of the immune system. So these are all factors to consider to our own susceptibility. And of course, our children's and children with autism tend to have backed up detoxification pathways and, uh, and need more support in this area already because they already are congested with so many. So the list of the top 10 chemicals in consumer products that are suspected to contribute to autism developed by the Children's Environmental Health Center are lead, methylmercury, polychlorinated biphenol, now you've heard of these as PCBs, organophosphate pesticides, organochlorine pesticides, endocrine disruptors, automotive exhaust, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, brominated flame retardants, and perfluorinated compounds. So I'm going to link to a couple of studies in the show notes, which, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 168, because this is podcast episode 168. One study from Scientific American referenced, referenced found traces of some 232 synthetic chemicals in cord blood samples from 10 different babies of African-American, Asian, and Hispanic descent born in 2009 in different parts of the U.S. Study sponsors, the Environmental Working Group, or EWG, and Rachel's Network, were looking to find out if the hormone-disrupting chemical, BPA, a plasticizer widely used in food and drink storage containers, is present in the cord blood of minority babies in the U.S., and BPA turned up in nine of the 10 cord blood samples tested. 
Perhaps even worse is the study's detection of a whole new group of chemicals showing up in baby's cord blood for the first time. Some of these newer chemicals include tetrabromobisphenol A or TP, TBBPA, which is from computer circuit boards, synthetic fragrances used in common cosmetics and detergents, and Teflon relative, for, uh, basically Teflon pans. So know that those Teflon nonstick pans are very, very toxic. Ken Cook, president of the Environmental Working Group, spoke to a Senate subcommittee in January of 2013, 10 years ago, regarding 10 American newborns that had been found to have more than 200 synthetic chemicals in their blood. And among these chemicals were flame retardants, lead, stain removers, and pesticides. 10 years later, in 2022, The Guardian released a study, Forever Chemicals, which detected these forever chemicals in all umbilical cord blood in their 40 studies. The studies collectively examined nearly 30,000 examples and many linked fetal PFAS exposure to health complications in unborn babies, young children, and later in life. These chemicals accumulate over decades. PFAs or fur and polyfluoroalkyl substances are a class of about 12,000 chemicals commonly used to make products water resistant, stain resistant, and heat resistant. They're called forever chemicals because they don't naturally break down and they accumulate in the human bodies and in the environment. The federal government estimates that they are about, they're found in 98% of Americans' blood. The chemicals are linked to birth defects, cancer, kidney disease, liver problems, and other health issues. And the EPA recently found effectively no level of exposure to some kinds of PFAs in water is safe. The study continued that humans are exposed to the ubiquitous chemicals via multiple routes. PFAs are estimated to be contaminating drinking water for over 200 million people in the U.S., and have been found at alarming levels in meat, fish, dairy, crops, and processed foods. They're also in a range of everyday consumer products like nonstick cookware, food packaging, waterproof clothing, stain guards like Scotchgard, and some dental floss even. PFAs and products can be absorbed through the skin, swallowed, or breathed in as they break off from products and move through the air. The study's lead researcher, Uche, said that the presence of these chemicals is also a threat to pregnant women, serving as the first contact with PFAs before they can pass from the uterus to the developing fetus by way of the umbilical cord. She goes on to say, even before you come into the world, you're already exposed to PFAs. Can cleaning products cause autism? According to the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, mothers exposed to any solvents were 50% more likely to have a child with autism than women without this exposure. Greater solvent exposure was associated with an 85% higher autism risk. Fetuses, infants, and young children are most susceptible to harm because their immune systems are not yet fully developed and they're unable to detoxify properly. 
Once we saw birth defects and cancer, today we see reproductive development and disorders, diabetes, heart problems, asthma, autism, multiple learning disorders, and obesity. These toxins are endocrine disruptors, which imbalance hormones, but they also are disruptors of the digestive system. They're known to increase bad bacteria in the gut, and the number of chemicals has risen to over 84,000, but the EPA has only required testing in about 200. Some of the most harmful are bisphenol A, BPAs, it's a dangerous chemical, again, found in plastics, such as drinking water bottles, baby bottles, toys, dental sealants, and the linings of food cans. Receipts are often coated in plastic, which is absorbed into the skin as a toxin as well. Those plastic receipts that you get at the store when they hand them back to you with that plastic coating on them. BPA is one of the most dangerous chemicals. Most diseases are linked to BPAs and phthalates, which we'll talk about in a moment. They disrupt the health and the GI tract, cause asthma and autoimmune disorders, among many others. Polyvinyl chloride, or PVCs, are another potentially harmful compound that may also contain polychlorinated bisphenol, PCBs, which are synthetic, again, organic chemicals. PVC is commonly found in toys, vinyl flooring, countertops, and shower curtains. Research shows that nursing, a nursing child ingests about 50 times the daily amount of synthetic organic compound or PCBs of adults. Both PCB and PVCs are known to disrupt the hormonal system and are linked to premature puberty, asthma, allergies, irregular menstrual cycles, breast cancer, and prostate cancer. One study done in 2009 found that those who lived in homes with vinyl floors were twice as likely to have a child with autism. PFCs, or polyfluorinated chemicals, are known to be toxic and are used in the coatings of nonstick cookware, stain repellents in carpeting and clothing, and greaseproof paper used in the linings of packaging of certain food items, such as popcorn bags. Flame retardants, including PBDEs, are found in mattresses, including crib mattresses, automobiles, carpeting, textiles, plastics, and electronics. PBDEs interfere with thyroid function, disrupt neurological development, cause reproductive problems, and cause cancer. non non-nylphenols, non including uh, ethyl oxalates, these are chemicals that are used in laundry detergents, shampoos, household cleaners, and latex paints. NPs have been detected in human breast milk, blood, and urine. They have been shown to adversely affect reproductive and developmental health in rodents. Phthalates are often found in vinyl shower curtains, vinyl flooring and toys, lotion, cosmetics, fragrances, nail polish, air fresheners, and household cleaning products, and in recycled material number three. These chemicals are extremely dangerous to the neurological system, thyroid function, and are even known to cause cancer. Health and beauty aids. 
A study in England showed that the average woman puts on about 515 synthetic chemicals on her body every day between shampoos, lotions, soaps, makeup, and all of these commonly will contain harmful chemicals, gluten, perfume, FD&C colorings, and phthalates, sodium lauryl sulfate, and propylene glycol are the most common. It's always safer to purchase these products, of course, from a quality health food store, but I still recommend always reading your labels on everything you purchase to be on the safe side. These products are absorbed through the skin by inhalation. Those that use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer on a daily basis have been known to have higher levels of alcohol in their blood. And remember that everything we put in our body and on our body during pregnancy and nursing is absorbed into both ourselves and the baby. The products we place on our skin absorb and reach our circulatory system within 30 seconds. There are many safe organic choices in shampoos, soaps, lotions, makeup, and many more at health food stores, but they tend to be expensive and hard to sift through to find the ones that we're assured to be safe. So it's important to understand to look for these, these on the labels and make sure that, that these, these names that I'm giving you, and again, they'll be in the show notes that I, that I mentioned as well, uh, to make sure that whenever you read any label that you make sure none of these ingredients are in them. Phenolics. Phenolics are petroleum-based products that are found in plastics and the dyes in leather goods, such as clothing and furniture. They are contained many health and hygiene products, such as toothpaste, hair dyes, disinfectants, and medicines. Phenols are also naturally occurring in many foods. They're common allergens, especially for a child with autism or one who is sensitive. Phenol sensitivity is common in people with poor methylation. And we've talked about methylation in the past that basically means poor detoxification pathways. This means our children with autism. Pesticides and glyphosate. There are over 3,000 chemical additives that can be found in our food. Many of these chemicals are known to be dangerous to our health. It's important to know that our children are eating, since they're even more vulnerable than adults, that they are, they are, when they're getting these, they're getting more of these compounds in them that we might be able to. A growing fetus is definitely much more susceptible as well. Remember, they don't have the immune system built or the detoxification uh, built yet when they're infants and young children. Glyphosate is a poisonous chemical that contributes to the symptoms of autism. It's commonly known to be in such weed killing agents such as Roundup. Today, this has moved far beyond the dangers of glyphosate being sprayed just in our yards. It is now known to be purposely sprayed on the crops of the food we eat, especially wheat crops that are, that are the most common. Glyphosate can do damage to the delicate and protective microbiome in the gut, the digestive gut lining, kidneys and brain messengers called neurotransmitters such as serotonin, which helps stabilize mood, sleep, and appetite and assists with focus. So also I will link to in the show notes to an interview I did with Dr. Stephanie Seneff specifically on glyphosate and autism. And I highly suggest listening to that podcast as well. Heavy metals, I can never do something on toxins without mentioning heavy metals. They are so toxic in our environment. The most the common top four are mercury, lead, aluminum, and cadmium. 
There are scientific studies that show a direct link between heavy metals and autism. And I will link to a podcast episode I did called Toxic Heavy Metals Linked to Severe Autistic Behaviors and some natural solutions as well. But understand that these are affecting your child's health and behaviors in many, many ways. So the scientific research shows that many children who develop autism have high levels of heavy metals, such as lead, mercury, and aluminum in their bodies. Note that fluoride used in fluoride toothpaste is also neurotoxic. And of course, people are putting it into their mouths often twice a day with their toothpaste. So I'll give you a couple, another option here in the show notes for a fluoride-free option that is healthier and works well, uh, but they do exist. So just know that. And it's no, no coincidence that these neurotoxins have devastating effects on young developing brains. Another one that is very important and we all take it in daily and should be is water. I have done episodes on water in the past and toxic drinking water, and I'll link to those in the show notes. But according to a new Environmental Protection Agency survey released in, on April 4th, 2023, 9.2 million lead pipes carry water into homes across the U.S. Lead can cause brain damage, and the EPA says no amount is safe for child's bodies. There are quality, a few quality uh, water filters out there. Many are bad and are not getting out the heavy metal toxins or glyphosate or many of the other toxins that are in our water sources these, day, these days. So I'm going to link in the show notes to a high quality water filter that you can purchase. And I highly suggest doing so. Um, some of the ones on the market that they say are good are not. You cannot trust most of them to get out all of the harmful chemicals. So what you can do, again, is use a high-quality filter, read your labels. Um, I've given some of the top chemical components to look for when you're purchasing home health needs and cleaning agents. So always look for them, and if those they contain them, do not purchase it. If you see them on the labels, just don't buy them. Your better bet is to, to go to a health food store that you trust, but still read your labels. And hopefully they'll have an employee that is educated and can help guide you as well if you're looking for them. I will link to a few pieces in the show notes that I just thought might be a couple of things that could be helpful for you uh, as well. And so we have to remove these chemicals from our home in areas where our children spend a lot of time. And of course, Schools are notorious for chemicals and mold as well. Mold biotoxins are very detrimental. And I'll link to some information uh, and podcasts I've done on that in the past as well. The Children's Environmental Health Program has been working on identifying and removing PCBs in school lighting fixtures. And car emissions near home and schools are also detrimental. Plus, pesticides are found in many foods. So make sure you're purchasing organic food. Our kids especially cannot take in more toxins and our many of our food sources are very, very toxic. So always purchase organic whenever possible. Uh, but what about the, the pesticides that are in the air we breathe? One study found the closer pregnant mothers were to organophosphate pesticide applications the greater the incidence of autism. And I will link to uh, this study that was done on maternal residents near agricultural pesticides application in autism spectrum disorders among children in the California Central Valley. So I will uh, that'll be in the show notes for you as well. 
So of course you wanna support detoxification regularly. This isn't something we wanna do randomly or once in a while. It is about consistency and doing it right. Of course, I, I will link, I've given you some information on the heavy metal detoxification that is so simple and much healthier and safer than what you're usually going to get at a practitioner's office. But know that there are, that our kids are much more susceptible because children with autism have even higher level, levels of toxic burden in their bodies already. Our liver is the organ of detoxification and it's congested in those with autism. So as we begin to detoxify the body, it releases more of them and the body can become overloaded. And this is when we see behaviors worsen. I am hearing more and more people uh, writing, having more people write into me, parents asking uh, about this. Like I heard, you know, if I detoxify too quickly, it can be dangerous. And it's true. Most people are not guided how to do it properly or safely. And they're using the wrong supplements as well to help support that. And you have to know when to slow down and back off because if you do things too quickly, then yes, it can be, you can make things much worse. The liver has to be properly supported and the whole on the detoxification pathways need to be also. We need to slowly detoxify a child with autism because they're overly toxic and rapid detoxification can cause symptoms of die off again, which makes symptoms worse. And it's important to have the knowledge and a mentor to guide you through the detoxification process. And again, with a natural and safe process, not with drugs or things that are trying to mask symptoms, but actually working naturally and safely yet effectively with the root causes. So if you're needing a little help understanding where you might be on the autism journey with all of this, even if you're a parent who is very seasoned and been on the autism journey for years, I encourage you to take my, my free quiz, which is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz to see where you land on the autism journey. And um, that will lead you to a resource where uh, from where you come out with those answers uh, to where I can help you on this journey as well, because it is my goal to support you. I've lived this myself and I understand uh, you know, the, the challenges and the confusion that there can be involved with all of this. So uh, my goal is to help you and help make this process simpler for you. And again, the, the, the show notes will be for you at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 168. I hope today's episode was helpful for you. You, the more knowledge you have, the more you're able to uh, be, you know, have that education to help prevent your child and your family and yourself from having further toxic exposure and how to naturally also detoxify what we have accumulated prior to now, because we are all exposed daily to things in our environment. So it's important to practice prevention always. Consistency is absolutely the key. So anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. I appreciate what you're doing for yourself and your family and your child with autism and, uh, and all of my best wishes for you. And please take my quiz. If I can help you, I am happy to do that and wish to do so and support you on this journey. Take care and I'll talk to you soon.